An excerpt from Army of Me by Bjork. Stand up. You've got to manage. I won't sympathize anymore. You're on your own now. We won't save you. And if you complain once more, you'll meet an army of me. Last time on Fellowship to Winter's End. We had one of those montages where they're like trying on different clothes and like, you know, <laughs> Pan comes out wearing like a, a disco outfit. I mean, why do we have, why did we keep End of Our Leavidson if not for this exact reason? It's true. But you have a feeling that you know the halfling here already. Okay. There is a halfling of the forest. You know them as a pine tree bear named Flapjack. Yeah, I'm going to start wrestling him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wins. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but you guys get in a wrestle. Hell yeah. Almost everything here is just completely mundane and rural and normal, and they were doing fine before, and they're doing fine now. They're not doing better or worse because of anything you've done. You're welcome here in Logdale anytime. And I'm going to ask him to make sure nothing happens to this village. And he also promises to you to make sure nothing happens to Yuria. We gotta look after this place. Yeah. And I don't know what that means yet. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Fellowship to Winter's End. This is our first session since actually naming the campaign, so I'm going to start saying that now. Uh, with us today as our usual crew, we have Harbinger, played by Ix. Yes, hello, that's me. Oh. We've got we, we've got Pop-Tart, played by Joey. Hello. We've got Pan, played by Clove. Hi there. And we have Yuria Bloodtongue, played by Riley. Hello. So, where we left off, the ship was being repaired, and it is now that thing. Repairs have happened. Yay! Still haven't replaced the sign, though. No, yeah, it's still Anne Marley Vidson. <sighs> That's gonna be there for a while. Eh. Yeah. I'll fix it some other day, don't worry about it. Maybe you'll steal a proper sign from an actual Marley and Marley Davidson store. The ship is now taking back off into the sky, and heading in the direction of the second weather control tower. There's only three... And if you can get to the next one fast enough, you might be able to beat uh, news of the first one falling. We we should go do that. Yeah, that that's starting to happen. We, we did waste a lot of time, didn't we? We wasted a lot of time investigating something, like investigating a village where absolutely nothing was going wrong. We wasted a lot of time making a man made of pants. <laughs> yes, also that. I forgot about the Jolum, holy shit. How dare you forget about my child, my sweet baby... Made of jeans. Wait, wait what? Like, Your is child? Yeah. Is forgetting about the Jolum a crime on the level of forgetting about Drake? I mean, I do have it written on my character sheet. The Jolum is my baby. Yeah, that's the bond. Uh, so as we're setting off, Harbinger, you are the only one with any damage. Would you like to eat a food before we get into all this? Yes, I will eat several substantial meals. <laughs> Apparently. Several foods. 
What is it, what is your food meal look like? Do you, do you go to the food court? Do you have your own thing? Well, let me see here. Let me just check in my inventory and see what's happening in there. Well, I don't seem... Oh, I do carry some food. How about that? I just eat some cloak snacks. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Harbinger eats blankets. That's how columnists work. No, that seems ridiculous. No, you're eating, like, fruit by the foot sheets. Blankets have absolutely no nutritional value. So it's like celery. No. So as the ship takes off through the air, and Harbinger has breakfast, and everyone is in their in their positions... I need everybody to be in their room so I can burst in and yell at them to get to work. <laughs> I mean, we are. I mean, we need a pilot, we need an engine, we need an engineer, and I'm just gonna hang out here. I spent all night repairing. I deserve some rest. Have fun. Alright, so Pop-Tart's piloting, and you're probably lying in a sleeping bag on the floor of the command tower directing them. Yeah. Hmm, so do it. Do the thing. Drive the car. (laughs) I'm I'm doing the thing. What are we going anyway, Harbinger? The next tower. We gotta knock all these damn things down. Aren't we gonna have any sort of moral reflection on what... The knocking down the towers is doing or are, are we going to save that for later? Oh, are the zero casualties thus far weighing on your mind? I mean... You poor big baby? <laughs> okay. You poor baby that ripped apart a cyborg man? Well, okay. We'll talk about casualties now? You fucking kidding me? That guy got character art. He's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I didn't, I didn't draw him missing the arm though. So I guess I need to retroactively shame him. Um, that art is only Kanan for the first like. Kanan, I like it. Kanan, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fire the Kanans while we're going. Why not? <laughs> right, I mean, there's nothing right. to really shoot at, but whatever. I mean, I can just have the gunner fire something. Let's see here. What do I roll for that? Sorry, I don't talk so good. No, it's okay. It happens to everybody. I just like that one. <laughs> so as your ship is uh, flying back up in the air, you are leaving this forested valley where Logdale was in. So many memories. And you are now sailing over a low mountain range where, on the other side, you can see a scene unfolding before you. Oh, now what's this nonsense? Here's somewhere I was hoping to just kind of skirt around widely. Well, unfortunately for you, it's almost directly in your path. Like, not directly, but close enough that, like, Pop-Tart and Pan and Yuria can get a good look at Lendora, the capital city of elves. Neat. The central feature of the city is a massive tower that looks like it is constantly being built on top of and under renovation. Uh, This is the King's Tower, and it is... It is constantly being built up. It's always being made bigger and better, and it kind of dwarfs everything else in the city. The city has an unusual shape, with all the buildings around it basically being warehouses and factories and other low buildings to make the tower look even taller and more impressive. And all the other, like, tower-like structures in the city are relegated to the outer edge, where mostly nobles live. They're not allowed to be by the king or anywhere, or, like, threaten the impressiveness of the king's tower, basically. Wait, the king? I always assumed, like, Aurorialis was in a queen situation. There is a king of elves. Aurorialis is not the king of elves. That is a different person. Okay. You would probably know him from the dwarves talking about how much of an asshat he is. 
Mm-hmm. Because uh, your moms don't like him. But his name is King Nico, King Nico Lendora. He is kind of a warmonger and inherited a ton of skilled machinists and laborers from his dad and is using them to make war machines and expansionist stuff and kind of spreading the city out. Like, it's probably twice the city, twice the size of the last time you two saw it, uh, Yuria, Harbinger. You've both seen it, the city, before. Wait, war machines? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it kind of does. Wink, wink. They didn't build the orcs. <laughs> oh. No, they're not responsible for the orcs at all, actually. Orcs are their own thing. I keep getting things wrong. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> I mean, look, you were raised in literally a cave, so, like, don't be too hard on yourself, you know? There was a river there, too. Like you, Clove, you know, raised in a cave? We all know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Secret backstory? Just a little raisin in a cave. <laughs> Pop-Tart, you've never been to Lendora before, you know nothing about this place, and you frankly don't care much, but you immediately notice something unusual about it, even from this distance. Okay. There isn't a halfling there. Ugh. That is unusual. Yeah, almost every settlement in the world has a halfling, and this one, despite its size, despite how much it's growing and how many people live there, has no halfling. I can't deal with this, I'm going to Kringles. <laughs> gonna get some donuts. Yeah. I'm just gonna radio up to Pop-Tart and be like, Hey... I'll I'll make you another toy if you can get in firing range of that tower. You know, just for a little target practice, it'll be fine. Look at how much armor is on that thing. We could all use a little training, you know, just a little training drill. I'm sure it would be fine to just unload a few shots into the tower, you know, just while we're going by. Uh, question. What if they fire back? There are cannons. They do have a lot of cannons on the tower. Make the engine go faster. Swipe harder! Swipe harder! Of course, Lendora isn't the only thing you see when you crest the ridge. Uh-oh. There is uh, the largest orc approaching the city. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. Yuria, you know this person. You've met him before. His name is Bola. He is, like, 300 feet tall, a giant, basically a beehive, on spindly little metal legs... Like, dozens and dozens of little legs slowly moving it across open ground towards the city of Lendora. Now, the thing about orcs is all of them are bioorganic robots that don't reproduce. There's only one of each orc. But they can rebuild themselves pretty much infinitely. Bola himself is his factory. He is a beehive. All of the Orcs are based on a kind of warfare and a kind of uh, bug. Like, Vire is a beetle based on phalanxes. He defends his allies and works alongside them, which is why sending him alone to fight a pair of people by himself was not a good strategy. Look, Vire is fine! <laughs> so this is a siege orc? This is a siege orc that constantly spews out little flying bees Aww. that share a hive mind and are itself. You're not supposed uh. to think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bola himself cannot see and cannot hear, but every single drone is connected to him. So where they, what they see, what they hear, what they do, all of that is Bola. Okay, so the orc is the hive, not the bees. Yes. Okay. The bees are basically extensions of itself. Okay. 
Bola is the queen bee while also being their nest and their factory. Many things to be alone. Yeah, Bola's a lot. It's such a privilege to see the beauty of nature as we fly by and not stop and continue on our way. I... we... well... I don't think we can do exactly what we did last time, considering this is a fully armed, guarded capital city and not a farming town in the middle of nowhere. You're misunderstanding. That's not a tower we need to knock down. We're just passing through. Just like, okay, oh. Okay, well, what's, what's the what's the bee orc up to? The bork? It's putting the city under siege, you know? It's just like a natural part of an orc's lifestyle. It puts a city under siege and then it... Like a parasitic lays wasp eggs lays oh. eggs inside. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of how it works, by the way. Uh, Bola's drones eat metal and bring it back to Bola to make more drones out of. Yeah, see, it's so all-natural. It's just beautiful. Let's Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, so, Yuri, yeah. should we... Is, is Bola, like... Is Bola cool? Should we go hang out with Bola? Hang out on Bola? Hang out in Bola? There seems like plenty of room. <laughs> Yuria, a thing you know about Bola is that Bola works with Aurorialis these days. Now, Pan doesn't know that, so you need to say things, otherwise... <laughs> yeah, Pan, um, this is not someone we want to hang out with. This is someone we probably need to stop at some point. Yeah, but like at some point, so there's no real time pressure. We can always handle them some other time. Let's just uh, get on our way, you know, knock down those weather towers. It's falling out, more bees. Everybody farts, Pop-Tart. <laughs> Not bees. I fart bubbles. Look, nobody is debating that the range of farts in the world are as diverse and colorful as the flowers in the world. All I'm saying is... I'm just trying to stall them for long enough for the pumpkin patch to just kind of drift peacefully by, you know? Yeah, well, flowers smell better. Yeah, you're right. Let's go find some to smell right now. Wait... Hang on, if we're working, if we're doing something that Aurorialis doesn't want... Yeah, those bees might be coming after us instead, so... Oh, now I get it. By the way, can you keep my arm away from those bees because they're going to eat metal and I don't want... Oh, that's fun. We should probably move then and maybe start shooting the flamethrower at the bees. I mean, or we could just, like, double move, you know? That's some cool parlance I just invented. You overestimate how quickly a cascading series of blimps can move. Well, then why would we draw attention with a giant gout of flame? You great fool. They should argue about fart some more. Yes. Are the bees flying towards us, or are we just... Uh, they are flying towards the outer edge of the city. Um, a weak, okay. uh, an inherent weakness that you're immediately noticing Bola exploits in uh, the structure of the city is that almost all the defenses are in the middle, which is a bad place for defenses to be. It's like there's only one thing the king cares about. Fucking idiot elves. Okay, so there's a problem. They're going to be killing the poor people. <sighs> Most of the towers around the edges are inhabited by noble families, and they do have defenses in their houses, but the defenses are, like, self-funded, so they're extremely unevenly distributed. And well... you can tell if Bola is right now attacking from a lightly defended side, it will easily be able to, like, take out the towers one at a time. Well, okay, we'll help the poor people, but maybe we'll wait for him to, like, uh, you know, kind of thin out the nobles a little bit, you know. How often are robot bee attacks that they have this all set up? Uh, not very often, but King Nico picks a lot of fights. You can use guns to shoot more than one target. Yeah. They don't have any specific anti-bee defenses. They're not just bee-specific. 
Their defenses are poorly acclimated to bee attack because they don't expect bee attack. They, they, they've they been playing this tower defense game so long, they didn't see any bee enemies, so they never bothered to put down any bee-gone turrets, and now they're paying for it. Yeah, they didn't put in enough anti-air. Anyway, my vote is to leave, and I am like the financier. My vote is also to leave, but I have no power in this situation. Oh, nice. See, you do great. have the power to shut off the engine anytime. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you can shut off the engine in protest. But that's the opposite of leaving. You won't even crash because it's a blimp. It'll just gently float down. You might not land in a great place, but you'll gently float to the ground. No, it, if you ask Pop-Tart to do something, they will do it for you and try to land somewhere good rather than just anywhere. I vote we completely ignore this obstacle until it comes out and B becomes a problem later. Oh. <laughs> Don't be so upset. You can't just say the word B with emphasis and call it a pun. Yeah, you can. Alright, I've come to a new decision. My new decision is that leaving would be great, and staying up here in the air is the worst, so attacking is a good compromise, and I'm going to immediately fire with Weird Dog and the cannons. Oh. Oh, At okay. what? Yeah, I... At the hive. Okay. Yeah, if we, if we work with... Oh, oh, wait... Aren't we attacking the same thing as the bee? No. No, the bees are attacking the city. The, the hive is what's controlling the bees. This is a, this is the capital city of elves. This has nothing to do with Aurorealis. Isn't there a tower near here? Yes, or? it has nothing to do with weather. There is the king's tower in the middle, which is not a weather tower. It is not under Aurorealis' control. We have a tower. Oh, You're sorry. sitting under it. I that falls, but... I'm, I'm, I'm a little sleepy. I don't. I, you don't let. You don't tell me where we're going. I've just been sitting here. But okay. You know, I guess it is a little bit my fault for constantly saying we have to knock over every tower in the world. Yeah, that seems like your thing. You know. That's a great point. Let's fire the cannons at this one, though. Okay. <laughs> Are we firing the flamethrower? I mean, I have no choice. The... But hey, what's nice that? Now I'm gonna use for weird dog to fire a gun. It says here that our plus zero cannon is ranged reload. Yep, that means you can fire and it'll take a little while to prep the next shot. And that's that's unrelated to your flamethrower. You just have bullets. Yeah, I know. I'm shooting them. Yep. There we they go. We haven't described what our gun is yet. What do we want it to be? Like a chain gun? Like a proper cannon? I said it was a knife flinger. You just pour a bunch of knives into it. <laughs> I do like knife gun. If you, have the, if you have a big enough knife collection, then, you know, that's fine. Alright, so it's a chain gun that fires knives. Got it. Alright, uh, dog, roll to finish them. I, uh, that's... Alright. I don't know what the base stat to roll with gun is. Uh, cannon, which is, I think, plus zero on your ship. And plus one because the dog is the gunner. Oh, good job, dog. Alright, then that's a nine. Nice work, dog. Alright, good you dog. damage. However, you lose your advantage of Bola didn't consider you a threat. Oh, fucking whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Everybody just keeps shooting it. Let's just defeat this thing and then get out of here before I have to talk to anybody. Fucking greater good or whatever. Pan, kick it into overdrive. Okay. I don't actually know what that entails. From where I am, can I see any people, like, on the tower or in the city, or are we too far away? Um, you're pretty far away, but I think that they're... There are defense. There are like cannons firing at the bees and mostly missing because they're tiny bees. 
you can see like the outlines of people operating them. They aren't like automatic. There are people there who are being attacked. Hmm. Hmm. And by the way, just another bit about Lindora. This is the machinist capital of the world. It's where basically all the most skilled schools and technicians ex live and exist. Arguably, orcs are better, but they're also they also basically build only one thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite the same. I was hoping for another nice day in the city of shopping at farmer's market and being surrounded by very small animal people, but this is great. I'm a small animal people. I mean, there are lots of small animal people, and they are coming your way because there are now some bees heading towards the pumpkin patch. Oh, are they people-shaped? Okay, new plan. What's the new plan? Man, we gotta take down those bees before we get hit. I mean, I was gonna offer talking to the bees, but... First off, Pan, kick it into overdrive. Yeah. We need more mobility against bees. Okay. I, I don't I don't I don't think I have a move called kick it into overdrive. Okay. We have nitro. We have nitro. I I I can like go feed him something really spicy. There are so many options here. Everybody just do them all at once. <laughs> so Yurio was saying you had an idea before. What's your idea? Oh, getting the bees. Oh, just shoot the bees. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. That's a pretty good idea. So we either have the flamethrower, or I do have a ranged weapon on me. We have a dog that can shoot the bees. It's reloading. Oh. Yeah, the cannon is reloading, but you do have the flamethrower as a secondary weapon that you can use. Well, then I'll do that, since uh, nothing else is going on, and I'll just kick those puppies up, yeah. too. Is that just going to be the same roll? You'll have to spend a use of the flamethrower, but I don't think you're going to regret that. Hey, fine by me. What do yeah. I care? What do I look like? Someone who worries about the future? I mean, I, I thought that was part of your, like, seer deal that you, you do. I either got an 11, you, you know, or assuming <laughs> I still get a plus one as a gunner, a 12. Seeing that the future and worrying about it are two different things. Fair. This time I am targeting the cloud of bees flying at us. Oh, All I right. thought you just meant, like, a random cloud. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna shoot down clouds, it'll be really funny. Fuck you, clouds. Old Blanket yells at cloud. I am going to deal damage to their flight patterns. These drones can no longer fly because you burned their wings off, so they all just go crashing to the ground and are not a problem. Oh yeah, air superiority, baby. Are there any more in the air? Uh, there's a bunch swarming the main base, but they're starting to come back to Bola with metal now, and there will be more bees being made shortly. How big are they? Uh, they're a little bigger than you, each bee. So a good, like, three feet long. They're little flying metal drones with big pincer teeth that tear off metal and bring it back to Bola. That's that's the whole combat strat. Everybody listen up, this is your comms officer speaking. If we don't get help from the city in the next three minutes, we're just getting out of here. Because we're not going to survive against that many bees, let's be honest. So really, this is all down to that uh, those guys, if they want to help the people who saved them or not. And uh, if not, then I guess uh, we're just going to leave them to it, huh? How's that sound to everybody? That's fair. I, I, I have an idea. Alright. It's what I like to hear. I will probably have to roll something to do this, but we'll see. I'm gonna hop really quickly, like, from the com like from the tower to a bee, rip okay. its wings off, and hop to the next one. Like, as many as I can. Uh, yeah, roll to finish them. Aw, oh, shit. Go for a high score combo. 
that is blood, isn't it? Finish them can be whatever stat makes most sense. The way you're doing it is stylish and cool, so roll plus grace. Oh, that's my plus two. Hell yeah. I got... So that's eleven. Okay, I think you take out another whole swarm of bees. Hooray! Woo! So that was a bunch of the ones bringing metal back to the bola at the moment, so... That's pretty good. Look at them go. Neat. I would like to land after this little acrobatic display on one of the cannons and just like, you know, go back into regular Pop-Tart size form, look at the person manning it and just go, hi! <laughs> you see a regular sized normal looking elf who is very grateful that uh, there are less bees to deal with, but is kind of surprised and intimidated by you despite being two and a half feet tall. I'm a frog. What's so intimidating about them? Yeah, and you just did something real cr- real cool, but also like, whoa, whoa, what? What? Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess having magical people on the team isn't that frequent for people. No, especially not in the City of Machines, where there isn't a halfling. Oh yeah, this- Magic is uncommon here. This elf probably never seen a halfling before. Yeah, probably. Can Pop-Tart mind d- deliver my ultimatum about getting assistance, or else we're out? Pop-Tart just slowly opens their mouth and Harbinger's voice comes up. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even, like, moving the mouth. The mouth is just hanging open like a megaphone. Yep. Attention, peon. If you do not deign to grant us assistance as we have seen fit to do for you, then we will leave you to your fate. That's rude. No. (laughs) Pop-Tart says as the person is backing off and running to get his commander. You know what? No, yeah, go get him. Them. Her. It. Person, whatever. Yeah. yeah, go, 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 Commander, go. Now. He's gonna go get the Duchess who is in charge of this specific noble's tower. Okay, I'm just gonna wait here on this cannon and yeah. look around at everybody who is very obviously staring at the small frog on, like, small talking frog on the cannon. Yep. So, uh, the, the bees are thinning out, but the ones around you, there's some of them, they're now taking sneakier routes back to Bola. Instead of flying through open air where there are flamethrowers and halflings, they're, like, going low, uh, going around and low to the ground. It'll take longer to get the supplies back, but they'll be able to do it safely without getting taken out en masse. And Bola, right now, is no longer advancing forward. He is sitting a ways away from the city outside of tower firing range. Oh. Of course, aggro range. Alright, does anybody else have a plan? Because I have another one. I mean, we have to take out Bullard 2 at this point because those bees are just going to keep going. Yeah, my dude, I know that's what my plan is. I want to use Do Not Trifle with Wizards again. And I know you're not allowed to use it to target threats to the world, but you are allowed to use it to target the ground underneath them. <laughs> Which is a problem <laughs> with those spindly legs of Bullard. Oh, well, yeah. fucking whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to... Whatever, then. I'm just gonna solve this problem. What the fuck? Yup, he can just blow his legs off. That'll work. I'm just gonna... Okay. Harbinger's gonna climb up to the very top of the lookout. And I'm going to use the same spell that I used to make that house explode. Which is kind of just... Look. I think the underlying physics behind it are probably something like... Harbinger looks at something far away, focuses some magic through it, compresses it all slightly... And then when it's released, all those molecules are squeezed just enough that they violently explode. <laughs> so no, just some nice innocent wizardry, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> but since you say he's not a threat to the world, then fuck it, I'm just going to target the middle of Bola with this. 
this compression and expansion spell. Alright, how much damage do you want to take? I mean, three is the max, right? I think so, yeah. Of course I'm gonna take the maximum, though. Yeah, there, there's a reason the maximum is three, and it's because three damage is a lot. This will completely destroy Bola's outer shell. Yeah, I like to imagine it just, like, fragmented a little bit, and it was just like, oh, that was kind of underwhelming. And then Harbinger released the spell and all those cracks violently, radiated outward, shattering all that armor. And now I'm just going to go flat Harbinger up here on the lookout tower for a little bit. So the legs are all, like, two segment pieces with, like, a middle leg connected to the connected to the hive and then, like, an outer leg that actually touches the ground and moves. And all those uh, middle leg pieces all crumple and then explode and all the outer legs just topple away from the hive, making a nice little pattern around it. And its shell also does the crumple and explodes and now there is an exposed orc factory lying well it's not actually entirely exposed because you haven't there's like one more stat that needs to be damaged to be able to attack its interior from the exterior so if there's like a framework the, sh- the armor plating is all gone and Harbinger you feel like crap I <laughs> uh, you slide down alright you're not laying down just yet alright um pop tart hi an elven duchess shows up wearing military uniform. Uh, her mane is braided and goes down to around her hips. Neat. And she is she introduces herself to you as Duchess Callie. Hello. She asks what help you need because whatever you're doing is working better than we have for the past week of waiting for that thing to come and actually attack us. Wait, wait, this thing's been here for a week? Yes, it's been starving us out. There's been no supplies coming into the city. And it was probably just going to wait, except me, in my brilliant wisdom, had built an artillery cannon, so it came to take out my tower specifically, since I was able to hit it from here. Kind of seems to me like you should have tried magic. All right. Mm. (laughs) I'm glad they can't hear this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no, that was out of you again. You're a loudspeaker. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's like a little bit of distortion like a loudspeaker, but it's organic instead of mechanical. Arbiter, why are you so rude to them? Especially since, like, now you're damaged. Shouldn't you be doing that other thing that you do? Oh, I'm not all out of magic. I still have the few small spells which will sustain me through my assholery. <laughs> okay. Oh, joy. I sh- I, uh, probably should to heal Harbinger while you're talking to Duchess here. I'm fine. Who could reach me all the way up here in the sky? Uh, I can. Alright, well, touche. Do what you want. Okay. How starving are these people? Are they, like, visibly like... Uh, the city had had enough stores that, like, it's only been a week so far. They're currently fine. Still. Supplies are holding out. You don't know if that would be still true next week, and it definitely won't be true next month. Hmm, but that's for the outer ring, not the middle one. Well, if anything, the middle ring is hoarding most of the supplies, because the king's a dick. Well, I mean, like, the sort of lower area where all the poor people are? Oh, you mean the non-tower yeah, people, sorry. the poor people. Yes, they're, they're probably suffering. Uh, but Duchess Callie is not wholly interested in that problem. Okay, 
So she wants to know how they can help us. Yes, what help do you need to take this thing out because they'll give it to you. She wants this problem done so she can look really good in King Nico's eyes. That'll get her like a huge rank in the court intrigue. Ooh, how can we get this done and also make her look really bad? Mmm, let's see. On the orc, which parts are still armored? Okay, basically, like, it has, like, this tiered shell thing in the mini that you yeah, can see. Yeah, yeah. All of those have peeled mm. away, and now it basically looks like a factory covered in sensor arrays. Okay. So, like, there's still a building housing all of the production facility and the hive mind stuff, but it's not, like, it's not heavily armored anymore like it was a second ago. Okay, I'm... I'm going to direct her to aim for the building, specifically the sensors, so that maybe we can get closer. You want her to just do a distraction? I, I can fit in there, no problem. I can just hop over there. And I can... I it's can true. maybe be small enough that the sensors won't pick me up. Oh, they will. Ooh, let's send in Pop-Tart and Weird Dog as buddy cops. Oh my god. Can I please be the other buddy cop? I'm getting bored. <laughs> oh yeah, that's... <laughs> I've just been sitting here. Does, like, everyone want to go on this expedition into the thing? Because, I mean, you only need one person person to watch the ship. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm good with calm. Does the ship still need to fly? And you could also land yeah, it Yeah, you could first. land it. it Bola is regrouping. You have time to do a couple things before it tries its, his next Tell you attack. what, you guys do that. I'm going to hop down into the lower ring of the city, open up one of my fish traps and just hand out uh, fish <laughs> traps, pit traps and just hand out fish to the poor people who are very obviously starving. I don't think they're starving yet, but they are definitely hungry. They will appreciate this all the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go down there and help them. You guys, you guys be heroic. So, we're starting a peasant revolt. Nice. Okay. So, uh, yeah, use up one of your packed lunches. That'll feed a bunch yep. of people. Excuse me, I have a question. Yeah? Uh, is the cannon reloaded? Uh, it could be. Yeah. Great, I'd like to unload it and load pan into it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have I consented to this? I don't know. <laughs> I guess this is your chance to find out. Would you like to be fired at the thing? At which thing? At Bola? Bola, of course. Yeah. Okay, you know. yeah, I'm gonna come with you because I don't know if you know where to attack it because you might just destroy us all with it if you explode. Alright, jump in the cannon okay, too. That's fine by that. me. Uh, you're just gonna put her vape rig into her arm, shake it up a lot, and launch her fist up and give Harbinger a poltice to heal up. So catch it. Please catch it. I don't catch it. What happens? <laughs> it falls back down to her with the pulpy still in hand. <laughs> and I heal anyway. <laughs> it shatters on the ground, but I get a good hearty laugh. Sure, <laughs> that works for me. You still use up your pulpy. Harbinger still heals. So, who's all for getting loaded into the cannon? Because, like, it's designed for <laughs> knives, so it's already going to be a pretty tight fit. But, I mean, let's roll them bones and see what you happens. You could also just use an escape pod. You have two. What? <laughs> That's a great idea. We'll load an escape pod into the cannon so that even if something goes wrong, you'll have a little bit of extra protection. That's exactly what fire would do. I, I approve of this. Let's do this. Okay, you're going to do that. I'm going to not do that. I'm, oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm unvolunteering Pat? myself. Pat, 
Wait, you can shrink yourself. They'll fit. Oh, right. Yeah, actually. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, you can do that. Pop-Tart taught you how to do that. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, what does your shrunken form look like, by the way? Because this is your first time doing it. Um. Well, your first time doing it in an applied setting. I'm sure you and right, Pop-Tart right. have been doing it in secret to get you to know Can it. I make a suggestion? Everything gets smaller except for his <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> You know what? Forget what I just said. Perfect. I think that's a great idea. I think you should shrink down, and then I think I have the perfect sort of padding to ensure that you arrive safely without any damage, you know? Is it, are they studded belts? So I, you just oh. go ahead and shrink down, get in the cannon, and don't worry about what it <laughs> might be, you know? It's just blankets, you know? I have so many of them. <laughs> what do I have to uh, roll to lie to Pan? The lying move is talk sense. I don't know if Pan is resisting the lie, though, in which which you would need to roll. Alrighty. You might just succeed, but I feel like I know where you're going with this, and I don't think I Pan don't know where you're going with this. I am just staring okay. slackjawed at Harbinger right now. Like, what the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. You have to use all the tools at your disposal. Like, we've been chatting so long, it probably has, like, a whole new generation of bees that, like, grew up without families because we killed them. We need to get this thing done. You gonna shrink down getting that cannon or what, big boy? Come on. Chop, chop. Yeah, fire, but uh, also the cushioning was the weird dog. No, I'm going to pick up this tiny pan and wrap them up in tentacles and shove them in the cannon and fire it. Okay, I'm not getting in that same pod. Thank you. I'm perfectly into uh, it. It's too late. Oh. You're already in it. You're already gone. Wait, how did Yuria fit? Yuria is like not much bigger than I am. No, I no. This is how it worked. Yuria wasn't inside the cannon barrel, but uh, there was a tentacle coming out that just kind of grabbed her as it went by. So look, the point is, everybody has arrived safely. My plan worked perfectly. I should probably have to damage normal dog for that though. Yuria's just. Let's go with Colosite, since that's the physical attribute. Dog didn't do anything except go with, so I don't think that's worth that you need to damage a stat for that. Not until they do something. Hey, alright, fair enough. I mean, if I can just fire pe- my teammates out of cannons with impunity, like, I'm all for it. Like, no argument. That seems like a fair thing. We never established what the escape pods are. Well, now we have. <laughs> Maybe it's that. I-, I think they're just like tiny miniature floating pumpkins. I absolutely thought they were the bathrooms. <laughs> Why can't they be both? Like, yeah, pumpkin-shaped bathrooms. That's all. These are all very good answers. Maybe they're all true. Maybe they are pumpkin-shaped bathrooms, but in fact, they're actually just weird dog shape-shifting. It could be any or all of these. Yeah, actually, all of these little sub-pumpkins are. Anyway, I'm gonna hand it over to Gold Leader on the ground there. Wait, which is Gold Leader? Your Gold Leader. Me? Oh. Oh wait, why? You. Okay. Yeah. You're tallest than made of gold? That one isn't true. Anyway. Uh... You're tallest and wanted to do <laughs> stuff most. Yuria's red leader because of her red hair. Your gold leader because of your gold hair. That's also not true. And weird dog is <laughs> leader. Okay, so are we like punching in? Are we climbing in? What's. There's a giant hanger you can just oh, right. walk okay. in. It can't move, it's not suspended off the ground anymore. Yeah, buddy, I blew that puppy up just for you. So you land in front of a giant open hangar, which is rapidly becoming unopened as bees are literally using their bodies to create a door. Oh, that's new. I got familiarity with this genre of enemy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Weren't you supposed to be a pacifist? Um. Hey, I. Mm. Things change. Oh, all right, uh, yeah, just just walk into it. It's fine. Yeah. If they sting you, it's fine. You're not made of metal. All right. Wait. Do they only eat metal? Uh, they can eat metal. Those giant jaws that you can now very clearly see could tear off bits of your flesh just as easily. Got it. If Pop-Tart can rip off their wings, so can you. Hey, don't walk into the bees! So, okay, let's... Just throwing that out there. Can I use the dog as a shield? What kind of fire weapons? Can I, like, take the dog and, like, wield it on one of my arms <laughs> as a... Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, if you're willing to touch it more after that, then all the yeah. power in the world to you. It actually doesn't feel unpleasant. Yeah, as I mentioned, Pan it's is kind of into the it. Thing. Pan doesn't mention, yeah. that doesn't mind the dog as much as Hiria does. Oh, that's right. I forgot who was super fucked up by the dog. Well, in that case, I yeah, mean, double yeah. power to you. You can totally copy Knight's trick of just putting the tentacle beast on your arm. I'm going to do that. Dog flail! Alright, and you want to use him as a shield, and as you think this thought to yourself, that the dog will become a shield, Right. I am going to damage one of its stats, and you feel that there is something protecting you. You feel extremely slippery. <laughs> okay. You'll be used to this. You wrestle with Pop-Tart all the time. I know. Anyway, okay. Yuria, get behind me. Let's just go on in. Huh. We have dog magic. Alright, you charge in. And the door immediately, like, disassembles itself to swarm around you, so that way you're in, like, a dome of bees. Oh, that's fun. And you hear Bola's voice say, You should not be here. Ha! <laughs> God! <laughs> <laughs> Don't get so mad. I, I'm pretty sure Bola doesn't understand puns. Bola, do you understand puns? That is irrelevant. Dragons should not exist. Yuria. Yuria, Yuria. You're so incomplete. Uh, what? what? How do you function with one arm being correct? And then the bees attack you, Pan. Oh. They move in for the attack, and you can feel them... A number of them go to bite you, and their jaws just kind of slip off of you and slam shut next to you. Cool. It feels very similar to when you tried to hit Knight with steam and fire. Oh, I have an idea. Can I just grab one dog tentacle and use strength of 100 to use dog straight up as a flail to clear off the bees? That would be very bad for Dog, and Dog would be unhappy with this, because it is made of soft things, and the bees are made of hard okay, things. I'll be nice. Which is the opposite of how a flail normally works. Um, but you could try. <laughs> do we have any other objects we can hit things with? I mean, you're made of hard things. True. I have my weapons. Hey, wait, yeah, why don't you, you Why don't you do that? Yeah, you, you can do a thing, Yuria. They aren't attacking you. Bola seems to be willing to leave you alone right now. They're entirely after Pan. Oh. Okay, yeah, I am going to... Yeah, yeah wait, why? Let's... I didn't... Okay. All right, uh, let's see. So I'm going to be attacking the bees. Is that finish them, or... Uh, yeah, attacking is finish them, and you have the advantage of they're ignoring you. I will be whipping out my yo-yo right here. 
blades are going to come out of the thing as I swing it around in the, the uh, round the world trick. It's very fun, very dangerous. I highly do not recommend it. <laughs> That's an 11. Yeah, you swing that around all over the dang place. Um, it's it Basically, every bee it hits, it cleaves into them, slams into the next bee, and you basically... Your yo-yo is covered in dead bees. Yeah, gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, you destroy a swarm of bees, and basically clear them off of Pan. They are now backing off of it. I see you use our weapons, but you are unwilling to use our flesh. <sighs> oh, you have some explaining to do once we're done with this. Weird dog nods in agreement. I'm glad you get it. I mean, this is weird, right? Weird dog nods in, nods in agreement. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've been feeling really disconnected lately, and I'm glad that there's someone I can really share my feelings with. Hey! Wow! The weird dog, like, reaches out a tentacle and pats your cheek or something. We're having some kind of emotional breakthrough here in the beehive. So right now, Bola is swarming the two of you with bees, but they aren't, like, close. They're keeping a good four or five feet of distance around you. They're just circling. And if you try to move towards them, they will back off appropriately. It seems like Bola's trying to keep you here and not let you in. Can I roll for t- listen here, you little punk, to Bola? I need to look at the text of that move real quick, or you can read it for the... It's a talk sense roll, but you roll on blood and all of that. Telling them what will happen to them if they do not do as you ask. All right, so tell us uh, what will happen to them if they do not do as you ask, and we can do that. <sighs> Pan takes a deep breath, looks... That weird dog, sternly in the nothing. <laughs> in, the li- in the limbs. Yeah. In the limbs. So the thing about dog is now that you're this close to them, I think we should describe how it's just tentacles. <laughs> There's no other bits. As far as you can tell, there isn't even a center. They come from nothing. It's just tentacles. There's no pores. There's no texture. It's just tentacles. Do you understand why I'm scared of it now? No, it's so soft. I mean, there's the texture of the tentacles. They're like... They're a little soft, and they're a little, uh, like, porous, and they have sticky bits on one end of some of the tentacles, but not all of them. They all seem to be tentacles from different things that have tentacles. <sighs> anyway, Bola, you know of the dragons, you know of their strength, you know what will happen if you disagree with that strength, and he's going to use one of his fire charges to start getting very, very hot again as he did when knocking over the tower. Because he's gotten a little better at that. Yeah. Also because we rewrote one of his gear slots to be that instead of a firebomb, because that didn't make any sense. Yeah, so the dragon normally can shoot fire as their thing, but we thought it made more sense for Pan to just become fire, because that was a cool bit that happened, and now you can you can go KO Ken. Yeah. So he's starting to heat up. I do know the wrath of dragons. I have killed two. <laughs> and the bees close in to attack you. Oh, okay. He's not taking your intimidation. Not without more specifics, at least. Alright, so uh, roll to overcome, because you're being attacked. Right. Again. That blood? That is plus blood. And if you're working together with Yuria, like if Yuria has your back in this, you can roll with hope. I mean, I've been helping... Uh, and get these off, so... Four and a three, plus my two is nine. Okay, you have two options. You can either hold off the threat, and... So they'll back off, basically, because I guess they can't touch you because you're made of heat. Or, 
you can pay a price and then you'll otherwise overcome the harm. Well, what would overcoming even mean in this context other than... Well, overcoming means right now the attack that he's doing is to drive you back. Right. Keep you away from the factory. So if you overcome, you will avoid that. You'll be able to get in close. You'll be able to approach. But pay a price means you'll probably take damage for it, because you are being attacked by metal-eating beasts. I'm perfectly happy taking damage for that. Okay. I'm just- he's gonna go completely overcharge and accidentally damage himself in the process. Okay, which stat do you want to be damaged? Since you're taking this, you can pick. Probably sense in this situation, since you're like... Doing something actively stupid. Yeah, you're working on like on impulse and adrenaline at this point. Yeah. Right now your blood, grace, and courage are doing fine, but you're not thinking. <laughs> so you charge ahead even though there are bees all over you. They, Your superheatedness is making them literally like melt and catch on fire in contact with you, but they're attacking you through that. They don't care. Hey, nice. Self-damage buddies. It'd be great if I had someone with me who could help, but... <laughs> Alright, you have made it into Bola. There are a bunch of bees still on you and still attacking you, but you are here. Okay, um, I should probably get those bees off, too. Yeah. I will not hold back if you continue to assist the dragon, Yuria. <sighs> continue to assist the dragon, Yuria. <laughs> I, 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 you're just kind of hesitant about the whole thing. She's definitely got some issues here, but she's gonna... Come through. She's got a plus two encourage for a reason, and she's gonna attack the bees. All right, so yeah, there's bees literally on Anne's back right now. So let's smack some of them away, shall we? Uh, try not to move too much. These weights might hurt. Oh, I'm fine. Okay. That is an eight. Okay. So you can now you get the same choice the pan did. You can either uh, delay the problem or you can pay a price. I was gonna say that I could use that as the throne part and kind of just lose the yo-yoing process for the pay the price thing. So it kind of sh- Oh yeah, okay. So it kind of shatters. Or or maybe like Fightling explodes. Maybe it catches fire because you are hitting Kaoken pan ah, with it. Ah, get the string off my finger. Ah. Yeah, your your yo-yo is on fire with a bunch of with a bunch more drones uh, attached to it who are also on fire. Oh. And the the partially melted bees back off of it again. There's still a bunch of them around you, but they're giving you a little wider berth than they were a second ago. Oh, that adventure lasted two times longer than it usually does. Yep. Go me. So while you two are in here, let's uh, check in with the other two quick. Harbinger, how are you doing? I am quite exhausted, but that's all right because I have an idea that barely requires me to do anything except yell at people, which I'm very good at. It's true. I would like to open this up with the, in the creepiest way possible. I'd like to say that suddenly, while uh, Pan is still fighting with Weird Dog on his arm, <laughs> the fucking Harbinger's arm, mm. leather bondage mummy and all, just fucking shoots out of the tentacle at a right angle to, <laughs> to your elbow or something terrifying like that. You should teach me that trick later. And then, like, the finger is going to, like, turn and point up at the ceiling where core or core brain functions would conceivably be. And I'm going to use my dark and terrible powers to lay down a curse. Okay. Because I have to tell you, Bola, I am quite horrified by your 
supposed world-saving working with this Aurorealis character, and yet you deprive the poor of food when they're starving. I am disgusted by this, and I think you will never experience that pain with your little helper buddies, correct? You're never going to go hungry. So I lay a curse on you. I curse you to always be nauseatingly overfilled. Ugh. And I, frankly, I'm not sure how that's going to translate to a machine belly, but you describe your hunger, so I assume you can describe your suffering from the lack of it. Okay. That is a fun curse. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> Alright, I should describe the interior of Bola now that we're here, huh? Harbinger sticks a head out and looks around. Yeah, let's take a, let's take a look-see. So, it's basically... Congrats, you found the one assembly line in the world. There are a bunch of conveyor belts which basically pour molten... They pour metal chunks that are brought back by the bees into molten vats, which pour the molten metal into a bunch of molds that basically form the pieces, the organic pieces of the bees, which are then attached to each other to create the drones. And it's making them in batches of about a dozen at a time. Oh. So the whole mess around you is a huge compli- uh, the whole area around you is a huge complicated mess of conveyor belts and molten buckets of slag that are constantly being poured and refilled, poured and refilled. And there are a lot of bees that are basically lining the walls of the place, several hundred spares that weren't even part of the attack. I feel like all of us kind of forgot how beehives worked. Yeah, a little bit. It's a fantasy game, don't worry. We shouldn't be surprised by this. Yeah. Uh, at the top middle of the room, where the core is, uh, that Harbinger was pointing at, because it's basically suspended from the ceiling, mm-hmm. there is what what looks like a basically like a control room, like where a person could go and pull levers and do things, but there isn't actually a person up there. It's all automatic at this point. Uh, Bola runs himself. There are just a bunch of bees in the control room operating the controls manually. Hmm... Is there any way for us to climb up there, or...? There are no staircases. Right. So we either build a staircase of bee... Co- oh. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you could build a staircase of bee corpses. That is a thing Okay, you thank you. I'm glad you filled that in. Is yes. there, like, a foreman bee with a hard hat and a metal mustache or something? Uh, absolutely. <sighs> and he's, like, twice the size of the other bees. Okay, great. I'm so glad. Okay. Hey, she... They're all she's, it's bees. No, they're all he's because it's Bola. Okay, fair enough. They're all they're all Bola. Bola is he, virus them, and pronounce her. So do we, are we gonna build a staircase of bee corpses? Because that's my vote. What is with you in this violent approach? Also I approve. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't know, okay? I'm having a weird time today. Okay, look. So um, what's happening, by the way, with the with the overfulness curse? Oh, is that it looks like the bees there was there's like a bunch of piles of scrap around the edge and bees are stopping from putting that additional scrap onto the conveyor belt now nice like where they used to be just piling it on as they'd get it uh they are now letting it stock up sorry i want to do the ironicus thing where i describe how this would look if it was a movie sure yeah do that and I think, like, as Harbinger was talking, it was just, like, cutting to different instrument panels all around the factory, and every single gauge was slowly maxing out. Yeah, perfect. So the, the stuff currently on the line is still being made, but the line is visibly slowing. Foreman B is trying to figure out what the hell's going on, because obviously nothing is wrong, but all the instruments and safety devices are going off. So, sucks to be bees. 
<laughs> it's like you just completely interrupted the chain of command, which is a big deal in a hive mind. Hmm. Yeah, I I bet like that feeling of being overstuffed after Thanksgiving is way worse when you're a hive mind. Yeah. So hey, Pop Tart, uh, your friends are all in the middle of this nonsense. Are you doing things with the elves, or do you want to join them? What are you up to? Um. Well, you, I... you're feeding people, if I recall, but. Yeah, I'm handing out fresh fish to a bunch of poor starving people in the slums. Okay. Do you want to just keep doing that and have that be your thing, or do you want to like do something else? I mean, I don't know if there's anything I could. Dude, do I have any way of knowing what's going on inside the... Yeah, you got, you got your comms officer buddy in your head right here. Hello. Pretty much as long as Harbinger is in a central location uh, to all of you, you have like a telepathic mind link, because we established yeah. that in episode one, and I appreciate it. Yeah. The way it works mechanically is that I have the blind prophet's ability, with, which lets me look through the eyes of another as long as I hold something of theirs aloft. Yeah. So I guess whether you all know it or not, I have some of your stuff. <laughs> and just keeping it under your blanket, yeah. I've probably thrown pond slime at you at some point. It's a little pop tart at all of us. Yeah, it's like it's like it's, a vial yeah. of your water. Uh, one of Pan's books. I actually can't end the mental link with pop tart because there's just so much pond scum <laughs> and like some folds of this blanket that I'm never going uh, to get be able to get out. Listen, let me have my slime. I, take your slime back. It's <laughs> no, it's my slime. I've been growing it. Ah, uh, it's been growing my hair. All right. <laughs> It, it, it's its own ecosystem and deserves to be preserved. Look, I'm not disputing the beauty of algae. I'm just saying that I am your permanent head buddy forever now. That, that, I, that's great. I can ignore you easier. So, Pop-Tart, uh, what are you planning to do? I mean, planning might be a strong Well, Pop-Tart isn't really but... planning anything. Hmm. Joey, on the other yeah. hand. What is the general disposition of all these people I'm feeding? Uh, they are very grateful. Okay. So I guess the interior bit, it's mostly workers and laborers of some kind or another. Okay. There, is, there are a lot of working people who are generally building things uh, pretty much constantly. The city is constantly expanding and always making new things. And they are grateful. They're taking a break. There are some people who are upset that they are taking a break to eat your fish, but they they don't mind so much because they're also getting fish. The general attitude is one of, there's things we should be doing, but also this is this is fine, this is good, this is something we need. Look, there's pizza in the conference room. It's not the best pizza in the world, but there's pizza in the conference room. There's no such thing as bad pizza. <laughs> oh, that's completely untrue. There's so much bad pizza. I have stories to tell you, okay? Let, let's argue about pizza later. <laughs> yes, let's do that later. Okay, Pop-Tart logic is going this way. This place is a hive. So, if the hive that we're fighting has its own drones, then so does this one, and I'm currently looking at them. That is an apt nature metaphor. <laughs> hmm. That's real fucking mean, but sure, okay. Go away, go away! <laughs> yeah, sure, you bourgeois little fuck. Whatever you want. <laughs> Can I raise an army to go fight the bees? Like... What I want to do is convince these workers to defend their city. Okay, now it's now it's more Mark's the Mouse territory, so it's fine. The Poplitariat, so to speak. Like, I want to point out to them that, like, 
the armor is exposed, like it th that's all gone, and like the core is very vulnerable. And it only takes like if I if I can rip off one of these bees' wings and completely disable it, like people twice my height can do more than that. Yeah, and they all have things like blowtorches and sledgehammers. I got an idea for my next invention. What I want to convince them to do, because Pop-Tart doesn't know things like class structure or property, right. is go raid the security systems in the noble houses, take what you can, and swarm. Ah, uh, now we're fucking talking. <laughs> I want these people to swarm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you do have a duchess who said she would help you in any way she can. Yes. Alright, roll the talk sense, because you are... you With plus sense, because you are doing it by telling them their place in the plan and what you hope to accomplish. Okay. You are being very logical, which is an unusual thing for Pop-Tart. Also, you're telling them to loot their bosses. So that's a plus. Yeah, also that, which I'm sure they appreciate. Yeah. Um, okay, I get a plus one to sense, actually, somehow. Um, I got a six, so that's seven. Alright, but you will owe them a favor later. I, is how that works. I will absolutely... I, I, I've done them a favor now. Yes, you have fed them now. How this is going to work is they're going to want you to back them up when their bosses come for them after this. Yes. Okay. Then yeah, you have yourself a small army. Okay. That That's... Yep, okay. I'm, I'm happy with this. Like... Yes. Okay. Pop-Tart has achieved more than any of us with far less effort. All I had to do was, like, Jesus up some fish. It's great. Yeah, it's like performing miracles gets people to listen to what you oh, say. Oh, good. Pop-Tart is starting a religion. No, does this mean Pop-Tart is now the halfling of the yes. city? Yes. Oh, man, there might be a halfling here by the time you leave. W would it just be another Pop-Tart? <laughs> probably a machinist Pop-Tart, but yeah. Pop-Tart Jr. Hang on, no. I'm actually wondering. This is... I am fairly convinced they are a god. Look, let's just have this fucking conversation right now, because we're all thinking about it. Go into new Pop-Tart. The way that halflings work is the more people believe in them specifically, the stronger they get. So if these people start to, you know, believe and leave their offerings to Pop-Tart specifically, they will A, get stronger, and B, become a de facto guardian of the city. Cool. So you're gonna level up at the end of this <laughs> session. However... Uh, they are probably aren't going to worship you so much as the ideas that you're giving them right now. Yeah, and what I'm thinking that's going to cause is they're going to have their own halfling who is like half, half, half machine, half Pop-Tart. Yeah. Like a machine frog? Yeah, I guess, apparently. And I'm, ima I'm imagining Pop-Tart Jr. being like this tiny little fucking baby holding a branch flying around in a Yoda hover chair, just going wild. I mean, you described it specifically as, you, like, you said they were, like, they were, like, drones looking for someone to lead them. So I think they'll have, like, they might get a bee. Like a machine bee. Oh, that would be cool, like a queen, like a machine queen bee? That would be great! Who is all about revolution and, you know, Helping oh the common man. I've start. I've started. I've started the Marxist revolution. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Just by feeding some people and telling them that they can defend themselves, they don't have to wait. Overthrow the bourgeois bee. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you 
You can't just say B in place of syllables and call it a pun. That's actually exactly what you can do. Hey, Pathfinder, can you make sure to shove Pan into a locker? You're not my mom. Let's just shove Pan into a locker for now. Uh, only if he's small. Anyway, yes, I'm, I'm raising a, an, an army of the workers. And while that's happening, Pan, the bees are still backing off of you. The production has slowed down. You and Yuria are kind of being left to your own thing, but you feel a hundred eyes watching you and just waiting for you to make a move for them to pounce on. I vote the Yuria does something next. Yuria, you do know exactly where to go if you want to shut this whole operation down, because you can see the command room from here. And because it's operated by bees, you know that you can access those levers and pull things and do things just as easily as Bola can. You can shut this whole thing down if you can get to those controls. Bam! We need to get to those controls right now! Okay... Do you want me to throw you? What, no, no, no. Can I throw okay, Yuria? No. I'm going to throw Yuria. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh. Put me down. Put me down. Put me All down. All right. Uh, Roll 2d6 You plus. can do that. Roll to get away, I think, is the closest thing. That is... Grace. Got it. Oh, this is going to go bad. Six. Now we're talking. Finally some okay. failures up in here. <laughs> Why am I on the front end of this? Well, we need a new engineer. <laughs> Can one of my army do it? Okay, so how this is going to work is you throw Yuria directly to the control room and she lands on, like, the edge of it and quickly finds that there isn't a door. Ah! Oh. It is a suspended room with a metal floor and, like, control paddles going around it. And then it's suspended by steel and glass. There is no door. Oh, yeah, if it's a hive mind, they don't have... They don't need a door for someone. Oh, yeah. Now there's there's I no staircases it. up. <laughs> yeah, they get in in a different way. Yeah, thanks a lot. Sorry. Fuck you. So Yuria, you're up there, and a bunch of bees swarm all over you, and you hear Bola talking to you directly, and you are face to face with like the central drone that is Bola's main brain. And Bola looks to you. You could be stronger, you know. I could make you better. I could complete your metal flesh. Hey there, Feats fans. I'm dropping into this episode to let you know that our show is made possible by a Patreon campaign, and it has been for quite some time. But the reason I'm saying this now is because we've recently rewritten, redone, relaunched that campaign. To start with, we have new goals. Our first goal, our number one priority, is becoming self-sufficient enough to pay our edit team, those wonderful geniuses who've turned these four, five, even eight audio tracks into a a listenable, well-paced episode, and that's even before the music comes in. After that, we're looking to add more art from more artists, and then more games. That's really the whole point of this, is to grow the show and really capitalize on the wonderful 
diversity and variety of games and players that uh, I think is what makes our show so special. And in exchange for your support, uh, we have new rewards for people. Things like getting early access to episodes. At the time I'm recording this spot, we just put up three previews. Now that's not just like 10 minutes of this thing coming out, that's three entire episodes that only Patreon backers can hear right now. And we're planning on every single episode getting that same period of exclusivity just for our Patreon backers before they're shared with the entire world. But there are other rewards like personalized shoutouts in episodes, like being able to vote on upcoming games for bonus feats. We're working out even more as I speak. I'd also like to thank all the fantastic people who know everything I'm saying because they were here before this relaunch. Without you, we wouldn't have made it to this point to begin with. And I'd like to encourage everyone to visit patreon.com feats, take a look at what we have to offer, and the, the pitch we're making in exchange for your support. We appreciate it so much. Every single dollar is going to help us keep this show rolling and growing, and just sharing that link around is going to do so much to help us reach our goal. Word of mouth is the most powerful tool in this new media landscape, and it's brought us every single person that's hearing this message right now. That's you. Thank you so much. And with that, good night, folks.